Welcome back to the Adrian Bow Show featuring Troy Malcolm. This is episode number 133. AB, that was bad of me. That's like a two out of 10. I just had to look at my notes to realize episode number 133. I should know that, right? By now, I should know yeah. that this is episode number 133. I should know that we are starting to really go up the rankings in regards to podcasts. Um, thank you so much for letting me be part of it, Adrian. I say it every week, but it, I really look forward to this time, even though it's random times we do this both early morning, late at night. As you can tell, the lights are on here. You've got your background light on. It's late yeah. at night again, but we're here delivering a podcast to our listeners because they keep sending in questions. And I think that that's important to continue to deliver content that people and our followers and our listeners see value in. And yeah. Adrian, today is all about us as individuals. It's all about us as agents. We will not talk about a shifting market anymore, listeners. Congratulations. That topic is gone. Uh, We will not talk about clearance rated auctions. We won't talk about that. We won't talk about interest rates. What we will talk about is talking about holistic success. And Adrian, this is something that you've faced multiple times in your career over the past 35 years. I've definitely seen it. I've definitely worked with you on it. And I've definitely worked with other agents. So this is really topical at the moment. I'm going to hand over to you. Holistic success, Adrian, what does that mean? Because so many people will have a different interpretation of that, those two words. Oh, look, there's no doubt about it, Troy. And unfortunately, you know, the only KPI or the scoreboard that most agents, principals or sales managers tend to refer to is GCI on number of sales. And that's, that's quite erroneous and dangerous, isn't it, Troy? Like you and I have seen that, we've learned that. Um, you know, I feel that there needs to be multiple metrics when we're talking about holistic success. And, and certainly it is a barometer. You can't ignore that. Let's not be idealists. We're, we're in sales. We get that. However, you know, the, the people that you and I work with closely, Troy, um, you know, we always sit down with them and say, okay, sure, let's look at accountability. Let's look at number of sales. Let's, let's look at GCI. However, equally as important, not not, not, you know, what's, what's, what are the sub-KPI agenda categories to GCI, but what's equally as important to number of sales or income or whatever financial metric you've got, frankly, is leakage in your business, yes or no. Uh, frankly, customer service levels, is it a 10 out of 10, yes or no. And number three is your personal burnout rate and or your relationships with your loved one, your family, um, your, and, your, and your own health as well, mental and physical health, right? So what's the use of doing 80 sales and having a customer service level of 5 out of 10? You know, your business literally leaking like a sieve with, you know, email inquiries not getting called back, people not returning phone calls, um, you know, people coming through open houses, not getting called back. You did an appraisal two weeks ago with someone and you haven't come back to them. A proposal hasn't gone out. And then also you're just absolutely burnt to a crisp in the sense that, you know, when you go home, you're not spending time with your loved one. You're just constantly on email and, um, you know, you, you don't have a mental health plan, a physical health plan. You don't have a morning ritual. I mean, that's just insanity. So yeah. holistic success might sound like a paradox, but I mean, they're, they're not mutually exclusive, Troy, you know, and that's why, you know, we learned this a long time ago, that if we work with anyone, we made a commitment to ourselves that we will never just focus on financial metrics, Troy. It's yeah. so critical, so critical. You're 100% right. And we decided a long time ago, Adrian, when we first started coaching together, 
um, mm. was the fact that we wanted to have the success financial as a byproduct of their life. Yeah. And so that meant actually reverse engineering what they wanted to achieve and focusing then on those goals, as opposed to just going, you need to make an extra 10 sales this year to get to your GCI target. It's all well mm. and good, but you know, if we broke down those three areas, and I think that's probably the best part place to start Adrian is if we break down those areas and we think about leakage as the first part, I would love mm. to do a deep dive if we can and spend a couple of minutes on each to work out yeah. what are some of the triggers or what are some of the areas that you think, yes, there's leakage right here. And what are some of the things that you've done in your history, in your career to get out of that part where you know there's leakage in your business? Yeah, look, it's, it's critical. You know, I just got off a Zoom session with a great group in Queensland and, you know, part of my masterclass with these people was identifying leakage and, you know, really honest, open, transparent people, you know, doing great business, Troy, but wanting to get to the next level. Mm. And I went around the group and I said, can we stay hand on heart every single time we receive a phone inquiry when we've got a property listed, an email inquiry, or we're calling people back from our open houses that we're identifying if there's any property owners in those inquiries that may not want to sell today, but the, that you could put them in some sort of nurturing system with touch points, which could eventuate into a listing in three months or three years. And they said, no, great. All right. How much money are you spending on letterbox drops and social media and lead generator? Like thousands of dollars a month. I'm like, that just doesn't make sense. You know, like you've got the lowest hanging fruit possible, which is vendor paid leads. Um, and we're, we're looking outside of that, you know, so that that's one uh, obvious one, Troy, which is, you know, the reactive prospecting that you and I referred to, which yep. is the type of prospecting you do when you've got listings, okay? Then we, we look at the, the dichotomy of that, which is proactive prospecting, which is the type of prospecting we do when we're looking for listings. So things like that include, right, what's a, li- what's a list and sale checklist look like every time we list and sell a piece of real estate? Are we doing an hour of door knocking? Yes or no. Are we doing an hour of cold calling? Yes or no. Are we doing an hour of geo-targeting our own database? Yes or no. Are we using platforms like Reader to generate a transcript for just listed, just sold? Yes or no. Are we doing a social media post, but not just for vanity metrics, but actually boosting it with video content within a five-kilometre radius? You know, so things like that, that I think people are just so focused on being busy and mm. scrambling when they've got no real listings to get listings. And then when they've got listings, scrambling to get them sold. So then they cannibalize the, the first part of the scramble, which is to find listings. So it can be quite chaotic, Troy, this business, but it certainly doesn't need to be. And no. when you and I work with anyone, we work, first thing we say is take a deep breath. Let's, let's ask ourselves if it was easy, what would it look like? Yeah. Right. And then they tend to answer their own questions, right? And then we just sort of take them on a journey, right? Adrian, that's the thing. I think a lot of the answers we know uh, within the, we know where the answers are and where they lie. It's the implementation, I think, is the key. And for anyone that's listening to this, I think you really hit the nail on the head in regards to checklists. You had a checklist for every single process in your business. And when I remember when I first started very early on in my career, I was told in the office, I think it was by Matt LaHood, right? Yeah, Matt yeah. LaHood was still around. Uh, when Matt LaHood, he came to me and said, if you want to get the process right every single time, go and see Adrian because Adrian's team runs like a well-oiled machine and they have a process for every single thing they do. 
And I'll never forget coming down and saying, excuse me, Mr. Bo, can I please <laughs> spend some time with one of your assistants to get all the checklists that you need? And I remember I got a, I got probably 30 or 40 checklists, right? And I, I don't know whether they would be relevant to our listeners. So listeners, don't send an email asking for those <laughs> checklists because we're talking about the early 2000s. But yeah. what I would say is, there is a great range of checklists out there. You probably already have them in your business, listeners. And so what you need to do is you need to take them out and start using them. And Adrian, we always use the analogy of uh, a pilot, an airplane pilot. And I remember mm-hmm. when my grandfather was flying Cessnas, he had a checklist for everything. If the weather changed, yeah. there was a different checklist. If yeah. there was fog, there was a different checklist. If yeah. something went wrong, there was a checklist that they came out with. So they were always reliant on those types of things. And he always tells that story very clearly. But the same thing applies to real estate. There should be a process and a repeatable, scalable process for everything we do. Adrian, I guess that flows on to the second part is what we talk about is the customer experience and what that looks like. Because if we have the processes in place and we stop the leakage, the byproduct of that is the customer experience will be maybe 10, 15 times better because they'll feel like they're getting service. They'll feel like we actually care about them and we'll show them that they are actually important to the future growth of our business. How does that work? in your brand and your business right now? Yeah, it's interesting, Troy, because there's no use adding an extra 10 sales to your business if your customer service levels are going to drop. That just doesn't make sense. The, the idea is to consolidate and, and you know, process or checklists whatever or efficiency, whatever you want to call it, uh, is very closely related to, to, to the customer service because, you know, if you're having a set-to-sell meeting, for example, before the property goes live, and you're telling your seller that, okay, I just want to let you know that the communication process is going to look like this. I just want to let you know that I'm going to speak to you um, uh, on this type of frequency. I'm going to um, communicate with you via these types of mediums. And this is what the expectations could be around my uh, level of satisfaction around inspection numbers, open house numbers, contracts going out, internet views, uh, etc. Well, then you really said, you know, some people call it an expectation meeting. Some people call it a set to sell. It doesn't really matter. It's just it's just creating parameters, right, and creating a process. And then once the property is listed, well, then, you know, you've, you've got to have a process around how you're communicating with buyers, just equally as important. So, you know, it, it's an interesting analogy what you mentioned with your grandfather with flying. I mean, he would have been flying for decades. Yep. And, you know, I assume, you know, even after 30 years, he's, he's still, you know, looking at that checklist um, the same as the first time he flew. So it's, it's a great analogy because I think that a lot of agents can become very complacent and try and reinvent the wheel every single time. And one of the worst, um, uh, I suppose, traps that agents fall into is they've got a relationship with a client. They, they assume that they're just going to get the business. So that's where process automatically stops, which is, you know, whether whether you've, it's a pre-listing or whether it's an agenda-based listing presentation, whether it's going through your unique selling propositions, whether it's advising how the reporting is going to work, you know, and you, you, you've just got this entitlement that you're going to get the listing. It doesn't work like that anymore, Troy. So I think that, you know, it's a great analogy that, you know, a pilot is is responsible for people's livelihoods. Well, as agents, we're, we're also actually responsible for people's livelihoods as well. Yeah. Um, and the ramifications can be equally as severe. So, yeah, no, look, I, I think that that uh, a process is essential. And I was very um, fortunate to learn it 
from the military because I had exposure from at school at cadet level that you know I, the military were working really closely with us when we'd go on camps and I'd say oh how, how do I build a latrine and they're like we'll just go and refer to the SOP and I'm like okay how do you how do you build a tent go and refer to the SOP and I was like how do you do this and, and I was kept hearing this SOP and I was like then I figured out you know SOP was like standard operating procedure and the manual was like that thick and I'm like that just makes complete sense like why why having to keep explain you know something as simple as building a latrine building a your tent or, or putting on a, a camp or bivouac or walk bush walk whatever like or a survival kit like you just set up the standard operating procedure once or the checklist yep. once and then just keep evolving it refining it and perfecting it just so i suppose that to me was a penny dropper in life in general you know and I also think, Adrian, the the segue to burnout factor, I think when you have to do things for the first time, they can be mm-hmm. really, really consuming. And yeah. so I feel as if the three that we've spoken about today mm-hmm. are very closely aligned because the burnout factor comes when you're not having a great experience with your customers. You have to be constantly chasing yeah. your own procedures in place and you, you're not creating that holistic success. So the burnout factor, I know that, every single agent that's been in the business multiple cycles has probably faced at some point in time, uh, a point in their career where they go, you know what? I'm thinking I'm going to get out. I've had enough. Mm. It's too hard. Things aren't working. My assistant just left me. They've changed yeah. the technology. My CRM doesn't work. I've missed out on four listings in a row to clients yeah. that I've done business with before driving down the street, saw a signboard well from a competitor. Can't believe yeah. it's happened. You know, it's too hard. I'm going to do a career change. What mm. are the, points in your career adrian if i can ask you that you managed to identify that you were getting close to burnout Mm. then you obviously diagnosed the fact that you needed to step back or have a break or change the way you do things to allow Mm. you to grow your business sustainably and scalable over the last 35 years like it's it's quite an amazing feat where your journey Mm. has gone from and where it's going to in regards to the EBU structure and the challenges that you faced in market cycles mm. to still be noticed and recognised as the top performing agent in your area that you operate mm. is mm. Uh, is very good. So I really want to get an insight into have you ever identified burnout factor in your career, and then mm. how does it how have you overcome that? Yeah, look, there's no doubt, Troy. I mean, you know, anyone who says that there's such a thing as work life balance, and and if they're involved in the real estate industry they're uh, they're deluded basically because you know it's 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 quite a misnomer this work-life balance you know so what what we're actually looking at is work-life harmony that's that's what you really want to try and master uh, because if you're continually looking for this balance well you'll, you'll be doing it forever so you want to try and make it as harmonious as possible so there's a symbiotic relationship between work and 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 uh, life if you like if you if you want to call it that and look, I think the best advice I can give anyone, Troy, is you know the. And I think you might have been there, but we 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 heard the story about those two guys, Cass and someone else, who who paddled in a canoe between New Zealand and Australia. I think it was, and yep. they were asked. You know, they were, they were asked plenty of times. They had a sat phone always with them if they wanted to quit, right? And, uh, and, and when they finally made it, just the two of them in a, paddling in a canoe, it took them weeks, I think, to get there. And I was like, did you ever want to quit? And they said, yes, a lot. And they said, why didn't you ever pick up the sat phone and just quit? Well, we talked about it and we said, rather than quitting, what we said to each other 
is that for the next 48 hours, we were going to paddle at 80% rather than quitting. And I thought, wow, wow. I thought, what a brilliant metaphor that is. So I've used that so many times, Troy, because not so much quitting, but at a point where, as you said, losing listings, you get sick, you have an interaction with your colleague or, you know, something goes on at home, health, whatever it is. It's like, you know what, dude, I need to paddle at 80% for a couple of days, you know, or or I need to actually paddle at 60% for a week. And you know what? The best part about that is the market or and no one will actually really notice it. It's actually your your productivity levels sort of externally might go down a fraction, but, you know, your output's still the same. Um, Your numbers don't change. It's just you 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 you're just controlling and containing your energy a little bit better um so i think you need to budget for that and realize that this is a big part of it and it's a reality and there's always an alternative to quitting and sometimes it means that you just need to reduce the intensity in yeah. which you're going at on a daily basis and look i've got a client story where i sit down with them for coaching i say if if your body had a voice what would it tell your your brain and they say go and sleep for two weeks. I'm like, great, I'll see you in two weeks' time. Go and sleep for two weeks. Yeah. You know? Because your body needs sometimes, sometimes that's right, you know, because they haven't had a break or they're just like, so great, let's, let's book our session in two weeks' time. You go and sleep for two You know, so like you, you need to close your eyes sometimes and, and, and visualise your body having a voice and if it did, what would it tell your brain and actually have that conversation uh, because it's, it's critical. Otherwise, burnout, you know, we say it, very loosely, very liberally, but it's it's something real that you and I have, have witnessed firsthand and you know, with a lot of people we work with. It's not a great place to be. No, and it, it actually affects more people around you as well. So mm. I think we've got to be wary of the triggers, but we've also got to be mindful that, um, you know, the people around us, some of them are depending on the success of you as an agent as well. So I love that theory. And I can't remember their last names, but that was... I remember that, one of them. Yeah. 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 I remember that presentation. It was an amazing one. And if we yeah. can remember it, we'll make sure we mention it on next week's episode. Yeah. Anyway, AB, that is time for episode number 133 on the Adrian yeah. podcast featuring Troy Malcolm. Uh, listeners, five stars, reviews only. That's all we're accepting these days. Uh, yeah. Make sure you jump on, listen to us on Spotify, on iTunes, on soundcloud on every single device you possibly can we love the feedback we love the questions keep sending them in ab we've got a number of episodes that we have in the pipeline that we want to cover off especially in the lead up to the australian real estate conference which is at the tail end of may so we're going to make sure that we're touching everyone there you actually adrian are also having a booth at the australian real estate conference so that will be great i will be coming past i will be at eric this year which is great uh we'll be spending some time together at your booth people can come and see you they can uh purchase your product as well um so they can get all that information but we're going to talk about that leading up to eric we're going to feature a few of the speakers uh it's an exciting program i think there's some hidden gold there as well with some of the speakers that are probably less known than the headline acts but AB, yes. I just want to thank you again. That's episode number 133. That's it. We're wrapped. Thank you, listeners. Troy is the best in the business. The best. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Troy. See you next week. See you. Bye.